Okay, uh, Doc Mike, can you introduce yourself? Absolutely. Hey there, so I'm Dr. Mike 2000, um, alias Mike Cooper, that's my real name. Um, and I'm a game developer, physicist, programmer, comic creator, writer-slash-artist, based in Adelaide. <laughs> so, just going, yeah. going back, you mentioned you're, you're using your pen name as Doc Mike 2000. Yeah. How did you get that? Okay, how did that start? Was, um, I actually picked that name up in 2002, um, when I'd joined um, my first internet forum ever, okay. uh, which was um, based around the game Freedom Force, okay. um, Irrational game, game, Superhero Game in 2002. And it was a community based around that game, appreciation of that game, and modding the game. You know, people making their own characters, their own yeah, levels yeah. for it, and so on. Yeah. Um, and I think how it started was Dr. Mike 69 was taken. <laughs> um, I, was, I was born in 1969, so I'm allowed to use that number in a totally, you know, okay well, a way. Decent way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. decent way. But um, uh, that one was taken, so it's like, oh, what other number can I stick on the end? Dr. Mike 2000. You know, it's, yeah. it instantly sounds retro sci-fi. Yeah. It was out of date when I created it. Um, I think it was partly inspired by the magazine 2000 AD. Mm. The comic, with, which with, had, with the Judge Dredd. With the home of Judge Dredd, which yeah, had recently yeah. gone yeah. through that thorny problem itself. Mm -hmm. When the date actually, actually clocked over to 2000, what were they going to do? Yeah. Were they going to become 3000 AD? And they were just like, well, no, no, we'll just stick as 2000 AD. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, the, that was my handle on the first internet forum, which, mm -hmm. uh, um, you know, we, we, which became a regular on. Yeah. So, uh, have you have you been into comics even before? Oh God, yeah, yeah. I've been into comics yeah. since I was eight. Yeah. So my, my comic habit goes back to Star Wars Weekly, so. which came out in the UK in 1977 when the Star Wars movie uh -huh. came out, uh -huh. um, and that detailed, you know, they the, the had writers and artists retelling Star Wars mm -hmm. movie in 12 mm -hmm. issues, mm -hmm. but in the back. They had all sorts of weird stuff like Star-Lord and Adam Warlock, okay. particularly Adam Warlock by Jim Starlin, yeah, which yeah. completely and utterly bent my brain as a kid. <laughs> it was great. You know, Star Wars was this sort of nice science fiction mm -hmm. thing, you know, with rescuing a princess and da -da -da, swinging yeah, over a gap yeah, and having yeah. a sword fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adam Warlock was this um, gold-skinned suicidal man-god who fights his future <laughs> self, <laughs> and it's the Bohemian Rhapsody of comics. You know, I sometimes wish I'd never been born at all, kind of thing. And um, from then on, I was hooked on comics, really. So I realized that basically comics allow you to tell stories mm -hmm. you wouldn't get made into movies, yeah, so. which are weird and personal and, you know, yeah. not fit for printing. Mm. And, uh, yeah. Well, there are comics in, in that's, that's really difficult to adapt yeah. in the movies, like, yeah. for example, like Watchmen. Oh yeah, like yeah. Alan Moore says yep. that it's really hard. Mm -hmm. it is, it's discouraging it that. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. In, in that case, that yeah. was Watchmen made big use of the formal structure of yep. comics yep. of having the narrative in the panel, the graphic panels next to each other. Yeah. Um, in the case of Adam Warlock, it was more just um, this is a story that would never get greenlit by a movie yep. studio. Mm -hmm. I think you know so. this this superhero who fights against an evil space Catholic church. <laughs> Um, which is led by his future self okay. and teams up with death to try and defeat it. Oh, shit. Teams up with Thanos, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's great. If, if, if you ever get a chance to track it down, Adam Warlock by Jim Starlin. Well, well I've seen him it. in... in I, ironically yeah, enough, yeah. Adam Warlock, I think, is now due to appear in the Marvel Universe yep, yep. movies. That's good. Totally undermining what I'm saying here. <laughs> 
but I suspect when he hits the movies, it won't be the same. Well, uh, that's, that, that, uh, yeah. But is he your favorite character when you first read the, read the comics? He was the one who really turned me on to comics, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, there, there were other ones in there, like Star-Lord, for example, who was mm -hmm. sort of, yeah, that was okay. Yep. I've later looked at it again and realized it was done by Chris Claremont, yep. John Byrne, and Terry Austin. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So the team who went on to do X-Men Dark Phoenix. Yep. Um, which is kind of like finding out this band that he used to play down your local pub was actually The Doors. Okay. Or something, you know, it's, yeah, quite a moment that. But, um, yeah, he, he was my gateway into comics, Adam Warlock. So ever since yeah. then, you... you and you've, it, you've never you followed his, yeah, the character I, stories, or not really? I haven't followed that one character. I haven't even followed Jim Starlin in particular, the mm -hmm. creator. But of um, you know, from then on, I went to 2000 AD. It was a, I was around when like Alan Moore and Grant Morrison and mm -hmm. Peter Milligan and writers like that, yep. the British invasion yep. taken over. Yep. So I, I was getting comics when the early Vertigo stuff came out. So and it was a bit of a kind of Vertigo snob for a while. Yeah, <laughs> Vertigo snob. Yeah, they'd only read Vertigo comics in mainstream DC. Yeah, and I wasn't interested in them. But but now with 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 you now as a comic book yeah. creator, yeah. Who, who who influenced you? I mean, how did you start doing comics? I mean, making comics. Okay, so I've I've always been drawing and writing little comics since I was about fourteen, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, and I decided to get serious about it when I was 43. Yep. Quite a while later. Mm. Um, so you're a late bloomer. Yeah, yeah I am, yeah. yeah. What, what happened was, that, that, that tellingly, was around about the time my daughter turned 18. Uh -huh. So I suddenly had a bit more free time yep. than I had before. You know, mm. She was becoming independent. Mm. Um, and a friend of mine, Dave Williams in Adelaide, held yep. a little WEA course teaching people how to do comics. Yep. So I went along to that for a bit of fun. He showed us how to do perspective drawing. Yep. Mm -hmm. How to, a few tips on inking and how to lay out comics and so on. I was just like, okay, it's now or never. Mm. I'm not getting any younger. Mm -hmm. I'd been making up a lot of comic characters mm. in my head. Yep. And I realized they were all going to die with me. Okay. If I didn't do something about mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. So there's this feeling of like, I want to make a little lifeboat for all yep. the characters in my yep. head. Mm -hmm. So they can survive me. Mm -hmm. um, now that I'm getting a bit older. And... Um, that, I think, was the spur to do it. Basically, yep. after, after this course I did with Dave, I just thought, okay, I'm going to make a page a week. Mm -hmm. And this was six years ago. Yep. So now, 11 issues into Universe Gone, my main comic. Um, I've done four 24-hour comics, um, various other short stories. That, that is impressive. And so on. Yeah, so, you know, I, yep. I, I rock up to conventions with about 17 things on the table these days. Mm -hmm. um, purely just from this mantra of do a page every week. Yeah. Do a page every week. You know, don't freak out if you don't do a page a week. Okay. Maybe do two next weekend. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Um, yeah, so I'd, I'd, I'd had a little bit of success with mm. serialized superhero fiction yep. earlier mm -hmm. with the aforementioned Freedom Force. Mm. So you um, did Freedom Force? Yeah, when, 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 it was, when, it, when it first became Dr. Mike 2000, yeah, okay. assumed my alter ego. <laughs> alter um, ego. <laughs> okay. I, um, I, I'd started modding this game, Freedom Force. Mm. It was like a kind of 1960s Stanley Jack Kirby superhero game. Okay. I made up my own characters, made up my own levels and so on, mm -hmm. and um, started messing around with it and put some of it up on the forums. Yep. And it started to gain traction. Mm -hmm. Partly because I'm a game programmer by trade. Okay. 
so is actually able to make this game do some rather cool things. Mm -hmm. You know, to um, do some programming tricks that other people didn't have up their sleeves. Yep. But people also started to say they really liked the characters it made, how each character had their own unique voice. Yes. We're basically appreciating the writing I did. Mm. And this was really new to me. This mm. was like, oh my god, people are, these stories have been making up are actually resonating with people a little bit. It, it, it. Okay, yeah. So at, at that point I realised mm -hmm. I had something to say as a writer mm -hmm. and that people were going to actually enjoy the characters I yep. made it as well as the technical thing. Mm. So I did that for about five years, got yes. about 10,000 downloads of mm. some of the stuff, mm. um, which was great and eventually kind of burnt out on yep. it. Um, as you often do with these hobbies, mm. and I think sort of went into went into hiding for a little bit, for a couple of years, just playing computer games, yep. working on stories mm. in the head, mm. um, coming up with stuff, and this eventually came out in the comics, yep. um, which I'm doing now. So, uh, what led you to creating Gun Universe now as your one of your biggest creation for me? Okay, yeah. Um, so that, that actually started with the computer game again, with City of Heroes. Mm -hmm. um, City of Heroes was like the superhero version of World of Warcraft, mm -hmm. you know, an MMO where you'd log on, mm -hmm. um, play superhero characters, team up with other people, um, playing their own superheroes and so on. And I got, let's say I got rather obsessed with that game. Okay. Um, I used to... You fell in love with that I game. I fell in love with it. I'd basically yeah. go home and play it yep. every day. Mm -hmm. um, I bought my daughter an account so she could play, so we could play together. So this is a, yeah. a, an online game? Or online a game, oh, yeah. Okay. She eventually lost interest. Okay. And I decided then as an experiment to try playing her account and my account mm. both at the same time. Okay. Using a single keyboard and a little bit of software oh, to okay. play two accounts at once. That's interesting. Yeah. Mm. Um, which worked okay and I got fairly good at that. So I created yeah. this superhero team. Mm -hmm. of characters who could sort of pair up in twos and yes. play them both at once. Okay. And this was actually the cast from Universe Gun. Mm -hmm. So, I'll say this to any writers, online games are a great way to workshop your characters. Yep. You know, you don't even have to be playing with other people, but just mm -hmm. playing these characters, particularly in twos, yes. going around doing missions with them, they started to talk to me in my head. Mm -hmm. You know, the two characters start sort of bouncing dialogue off it's each other. giving you ideas already. Yeah, giving me ideas. Yeah. Yep. Um, so w when it came around to wanting to make a comic, mm -hmm. it sort of got this storyline, um, it got these sort of characters already, mm -hmm. um, but it didn't really have a storyline. Oh. And it was like, ah, oh, shit, you know, okay, so I know who all the characters are, who likes who, how they react to each mm -hmm. other, um, and that sort of thing, but I'm not entirely sure what they're going to do. Mm -hmm. You know, in, when I was playing the game, they were from the future, but they travelled back into the present day. Yeah. Now it was like, okay, so I've got to design a future universe. Mm -hmm. um, and just, I think I spent about six months kind of running that over in my head, and bit by bit it started to come together. Mm. You know, to have these ideas riding the bike to work. Mm. Now, if Mars and the Earth are on opposite sides of the Sun, mm -hmm. that means the two planets can't communicate with each other. And this yes. would happen every 400 days. And, mm -hmm. you know, Things like that popped into my head and eventually I actually had a coherent story. So you really studied all those concepts yeah. about the worlds and plants well, and stuff like that, so to make it accurate, right? Yeah, the, the, that's just part of research, just mm. part of writing. You know, you have an idea and you... You have to be accurate would, as well, would, right? Would this work? Mm -hmm. Yeah, this would work actually, yeah. Um, mm. And, yeah, you know, the, the characters got revised, some of them got dropped from the storyline, yeah. new ones got added in, Prince Cosmic had never actually played in the game. Yeah. 
he was sort of added in later. Um, yeah, and that sort of, you know, then provided me initially with a seven-page strip. Wow. I initially thought I'll do the seven-page strip about Princess Amtora, the self-replicator, mm -hmm. um, for an anthology which someone knew online was publishing, yep. like a, an electronic anthology, and it was like, okay, I've done that. Maybe I can do more. Mm -hmm. Maybe I can do another seven pages. I start writing seven so pages. You keep, keep making keep up going. these yeah. stories. Yeah, yeah. And as you then, then it was like, okay, mm -hmm. so I could mm -hmm. probably run this to about a 12 issue series if I had all my characters yeah. in. Um, I'd started hanging around with the Adelaide um, indie comics scene. Yep. Uh, a friend of mine, Haley Snook, wanted mm -hmm. to do Oz Comic Con with me, mm -hmm. twisted my arm into doing that, and I thought, okay, I'd better get some printed copies mm -hmm. made up. Okay. Otherwise, I'm going to be sitting at this table with a USB stick <laughs> with my webcomic, um, feeling a bit lonely. And um, so, so Gun Universe came Universe out. Universe Gun. Yeah. Universe Gun. Yeah. I keep mixing it up. <laughs> I know, so. no, no one ever gets it right. It's a terrible title. Well, it's, it's, it's something that sticks in my head. It's either, yeah, yeah. It's either the gun, yeah. the word gun comes yeah, yeah. first, or the gun comes yeah. the last. So, mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> with, with Universe Gun, is, did it first have it published or online? It was originally online. Okay. My original plan, just because I'm um, publishing scary, was like, I'll, I'll do it as a webcomic. You know, mm -hmm. it, I don't need to burn a paper to... Yeah, yeah on my story and ideas like that. I don't want to do the big initial outlay of money to get them printed. Because mm, printing uh, is expensive well, printing here. Is, yeah, 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 printing is expensive here. I mean, it was like, um, I think to go to us Comic Con, it was 400 bucks to get them printed. Oh. $200 or $300 for the table. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, oh, what am I doing here? I'm just throwing money away. But, you know, I sold about 20 comics at the yeah. time. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, which would have got me a hundred dollars back. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> don't, don't go into comics for the money, people. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, it um, you know, it, it just sort of became part of my expenses though from then on. That every six months, I'm going to want to print some more comics and I generally sell them all. And so, so how is the reception with your comics now? With with um, with, with this series that you've been continuing I, to cultivate? I, and, I, I would say yeah. it's cult following. Uh -huh. Um, it hasn't caught on big time any, anywhere really, even within the Australian comic scene, I think a lot of people yep. haven't heard of it. Partly because I'm a little bit lazy with the marketing. Yep. You know, I've, I've, I was determined when I started doing this, I wasn't going to turn it into a second job. Mm -hmm. It was just something to do for fun. Um, but it's really uh, but fun it's, for you, right? It's, it's fun for me. Mm -hmm. And I've realized, you know, people often say, don't start with a 12-issue epic. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, no worries. I can do a 12-issue epic. I know I can. I've got a track record of getting stuff done. Uh -huh. But what it means is um, when you're at a convention, you've seen people you've never met before with mm -hmm. a comic and a character so they don't know. Yeah. Saying, hey, do you want to try my 12-issue epic out? Yeah. And they're, oh, that's a lot of money. And furthermore, that's a lot of time. Yep. And Universe Gun is not an easy read. Yep. It's a dense comic full of, packed full of ideas. Yes. That's from your head. It's from my head, yeah. yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's not a lightweight kind of read it on the toilet. For kind me, of it's, it, when I first read the few pages, it's yeah. really like something like it's a different world yeah. that, that tells yep. what's in your mind. It's yep. uh, something that's mm -hmm. interesting and it's a little challenging to read. But, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's not, mm -hmm. for, I guess for some people would say it's, it's yeah. yeah. But, so yeah. I, th I, th I think a lot of people have tried to read Universe Gun, Gun but not really got that mm. far into mm. it. But a lot, I do know there's been quite a lot of people who've got into it and got into yeah. it big time. Yep. 
so it was designed in many ways not to be popular but to achieve a cult following mm -hmm. in that way and that's good yeah yeah you know the, the the best thing i always hear from people is when someone tells me who their favorite character is mm -hmm. and it's just like yeah i've made it that character has come to life from my head into theirs yeah and that, that's impressive they, they identify with that character or mm -hmm. like their voice or something you know mm -hmm. that character has come to life so and that's where I just think mission accomplished. So you still, you still have, you, do you think that you have, do you, do you have other plans besides Universe Gun with, with Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, with oh, yeah. works? Yeah, I mean, um, so Universe Gun's a 12 issue series, I'm just about to write number 12. Wow! And then draw it. That's um, the last yeah, chapter? last one. Oh, um, oh my god. Um, so I'm planning to get all that done roughly by the end of this year. That's good. At which point I then sit at my drawing board and go, whoa, what have I done? Um, this is science fiction, right? Yeah, it's yeah. more of a science fiction. It's, it's science fiction, yeah. Mm. Science fiction, superhero sci-fi. Okay. Psychedelic sci-fi. Psychedelic. Um, science fiction. With the colors, I, I, can, yeah, yeah. I can imagine. Yep. Um, and some of the ideas are pretty strange as well. But um, So after that, I'm planning to have a little break from doing regular comics. Mm. And I want to get back to focusing on my art. Mm a little bit, just like go to life drawing again, that sort of thing, mm -hmm. take the time to yep. not crank pages out, but yep. to actually try and improve my art. Mm -hmm. um, I've got a one-off strip I want to do called Heliana, mm -hmm. which is a science fiction war story. Is it, if you make, just a quick question, if yep. you're making comics like this, like yep. Universe Gun, mm -hmm. and then you're making another one, is it related or yeah. is, it, is it part it's, of the universe? It's set in the same universe. Ah, that's All, cool. Ev everything I do pretty much is set in the same universe. Mm -hmm. You know, with my little 24-hour comics that I've made, these are black and white comics, 24 pages, yep. written and drawn in 24 hours. Mm -hmm. They all take place in the Universe Gun universe, generally at different points in history. Okay. You know, Universe Gun's 37th century. Mm -hmm. The 24-hour ones are often taking place in the present day in the same universe. Um, so you're creating a big universe yeah, for yeah, your... Yeah, I've, 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 I've done a census uh -huh. of my fictional universe. I've mm. got about a hundred characters with names, backgrounds, wow. abilities, storylines and so on. Um, many of whom are still waiting to come out. Mm -hmm. So I want to do this little one-shot Heliana. Mm -hmm. um, I'm currently also, I've written a story for another artist to draw. Mm -hmm. And may look at doing that again. Yeah. Um, and then, after a year or two of just doing that, mm -hmm. I'm launching into the Amazonauts, which is a seven-part series that, trust me, it's going to make Universe Gun look like a kitchen sink drama <laughs> going down the shops to get a pint of milk. <laughs> you know... I'm yeah. impressed. I'm yeah. impressed, Doc Mike. It's a, you, 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 you know, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you may laugh about that one. Okay. But, um, <laughs> Universe Gun, despite being psychedelic superhero sci-fi, is actually quite straight and buttoned down and so on. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it take the, 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 the rules for that world are fairly well defined. Um, there's no sort of interdimensional yep. stuff, no magic, mm -hmm. no um, nothing really out there. Amazing Art is where I really let this idea off the chain. Mm -hmm. um, there's a character in the universe called Miss Amazing, who's like this sort of prototype superhero from the 21st century. Mm -hmm. The Amazing Arts features seven yep. parallel versions of mm -hmm. her mm -hmm. working together. Yep. Um, these seven superwomen who travel the multiverse, mm -hmm. um, going from the Big Bang to the heat death of the universe, dragging some of the physics in there, um, <laughs> and so on. 
Well, um, yeah. you, you have a lot of stuff going on there. I do, yeah. yeah so it's, it's a curse, Mark, it's a curse. It's, it's not a curse, <laughs> it's, it's something like, if you have that yeah. talent to have something cultivate yeah. creation of universe stuff and oh know, yeah it, it's, it, it's rare that i see an artist at the at the same level writer who who does this yeah as well, a, just for our passion yeah i mean i mean i think in some ways it was inspired by jim stalin there the mm -hmm. other warlock ago mm -hmm. you know even, even as an eight-year-old remember noticing that they had credits in these comics yeah and he was the writer and the artist mm -hmm. and it was like wow he made this nearly all by himself. You mm -hmm. know, he had a, a letterer and a colorist mm -hmm. and sometimes I think an inca. Mm -hmm. But it was like these were um, undiluted ideas from yeah. one head mm -hmm. coming okay. out onto the page. Well, um, you still keep going and yeah. doing that and that's and, impressive. Yeah, and, yeah. and the, 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 there is an idea I'm mm -hmm. still in love with mm -hmm. of the solo creator. Mm -hmm particularly from working in the games industry. Yes. Where to make anything, you know, takes a team of 40 people, takes a million dollar backer, mm. who's breathing down your neck, make, trying to make sure everything's as commercial as possible. Yep. Um, comics in comparison, you can basically just go, well, I'm going to go over there. Mm. And I don't care if anyone buys it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's art rather than commercial yep. work. But it's, make, it. it's becoming a cult following means that besides the content that you put out, mm. the artwork that you put out, the story is, it's very rich for you, and yep. it, it, it's impressive that I can't imagine how big that world is. So yeah, I only read like a few pages, and you know, yeah. probably if I had the time and sit down and yeah. see it, I'll probably say the same thing. Like, wow, this is something yeah. else. Like, well, you know, you you you're looking at my head right now. Yeah, and my big head. It all fits inside there. <laughs> That's how big it is. <laughs> so it's impressive, like you know. Yeah. Where do you get the inspiration to go through um, with these ideas? The, well, the, the inspiration is real life, mm. really. You know, um, it's based on your everyday yeah, life. And, yeah, and you, well, you yeah, pointed yeah, out yeah. one time when we were having a, this conversation yeah. a few days ago that we were regarding <laughs> one scene in that comic book that we were of yep. Universe Gun that, you know, it's related yeah, to your family yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. The, the, the very first page is related to my family, yeah, mm -hmm. where. Um, it introduces Princess Amtora, who's mm -hmm. a self-replicator, so there's often mm -hmm. two of her around. Mm -hmm. I, myself, am an identical twin, mm -hmm. and my mum and dad worked at the same TAFE mm -hmm. and used to bitch about work at the dinner table all mm -hmm. the time. Mm -hmm. And you've got Princess Amtora sitting there, oh God, here they go again, with her mum and dad talking about work while mm -hmm. they're having dinner. Mm -hmm. um, so th th that's a very kind of trivial example. Um, the the world she comes from, Mars, mm. um, which is sort of like a, an Indian colony set on Mars, mm. um, that was all based from a series of news articles that read and extrapolated into sci-fi. Mm. So at the time when I was building these characters, India was being touted as the next software giant. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. So I thought, okay, if I'm making this um, race of people who live on Mars, um, who are all programmers, yeah. let's make them Indian. Um, the, the work for this giant artificial intelligence, which takes care of their lives and manages them all and makes their lives perfect, mm -hmm. including finding partners for them like a giant dating app, mm -hmm. finding the ideal work-life partner. So I thought that's mm -hmm. similar to the arranged marriage system mm -hmm. in some ways, but mm -hmm. a kind of sci-fi version of that. Um, I'd read another article about Google mm. and companies in Silicon Valley about yes. how they try to make work environments that are so nice for their employees, mm -hmm. you know, all the bean bags and free sushi in the fridge and all that sort of thing, <laughs> bean bugs and laptops, 
kind of an environment that you never want to leave work. Mm. And it was just like, oh my God, it's a soft prison. Mm. You know, where you, know, you, you don't want to know where the exit is. I believe I heard somewhere mm. they even encourage affairs among employees. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, you can't even remember who your family is. You know, you're going out with so-and-so who works in, mm-hmm. you know, the other software department now. So I sort of mashed all these ideas together, just news stories and things into the science fiction world. Because mm-hmm. um, science fiction is all metaphor. Yep. You know, there's no point talking about um, robots or spaceships or superpowers or whatever. You're really talking about the real world. Yeah, just um, making it uh, yeah. a bit more yeah. like... Yeah, you know, a, a great example is Janelle Monáe's work, the mm-hmm. musician. Mm-hmm. Um, wrote this sci-fi concept albums about robots not being allowed to fall in love with people. Yeah, with humans. Is, yeah, and mm. robots are basically black people. Mm. That she's talking about her own experiences of being black mm. and so on. You know, and, and being being a sort of seen as an underclass by many people. So, um, so it, it's, all, all it's, all, it's always you know science fiction holds up a mirror to the real world. Yep. And this is where story ideas come from. Um, you know, there's a. I've seen later on in Universe Gun One, um, where one of the one of the characters' kid identities sort of been arrested for mm-hmm. using his powers mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. That was based on a story this punk mate of mine told me about being arrested, oh. and so on. And it was like you know, and chatted up the police woman who was mm-hmm. trying to arrest him, and so on. Oh. So I basically put that in the comic. Mm, interesting. And, yeah, you know, it's just yeah, you know, little, little snippets of real life. Yeah. yeah so. If, if you hang it out near a comic writer, beware your tics and behaviours will probably end up in the comic. Because <laughs> everybody becomes a comic, yeah, yeah, part of the comic yeah, book. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. I have a friend back home in the Philippines who does a comic strip. And mm-hmm. there's one time that we had a, a simple argument a few years ago, like probably mm-hmm. 10 years ago. Because I was like paying him out that uh, mm-hmm. this other comic strip, comic book artist is doing Star Trek. Okay. And then he's been he's been a Star Trek fan for a long time. And then yeah. the next thing I know, he was he was pissed about me about doing that. So he made me into a comic strip. Yep. Being an being an a hole, and, uh-huh. and that's it. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everything around you, the sort of little moments, mm-hmm. you know, in day to day life, or things you read in newspaper articles. Ooh. Pop that in the back of my head and turn it into sci-fi. Yeah, it turned um, into a story. It, it, it so, comes out as a story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know. You know. Um, oh, other examples. Uh, one of my 24-hour comics I wrote about um, a sort of Fantastic Four-type characters mm, who wow. are in love with each other, but they no longer have physical bodies. Mm. He's a liquid. She's an invisible energy field. Okay. And it's basically a story about sex and disability. Yep. Um, but you know, it's couched in these bizarre sci-fi terms. Mm. What is the what does the human um, idea of marriage mean when you're no longer human anymore? Yeah, um, impressive. Uh, yeah, interesting, yeah. interesting metaphor on yeah. that. Um, yeah, yeah we, we, which which was um, you know, yeah, they, they were actually a couple of characters who appeared in one of the Freedom Force games mm. earlier on, where I think it made the same points. Mm. She's an invisible energy field you can't see with a radar sense, yep, so yep, going yep. to the movies is out for date night and <laughs> neither of them eat anymore. And, <laughs> and so on. So that's what makes it yeah. interesting about Gun Universal Gun. So yeah. it, with, with these things that it comes from your mm. everyday mm-hmm. experience with life yeah. and all that. Yeah. And, and, and it, but it, it turned out that they the science same, metaphor. Same part I'm imagining stuff. What's it like to not be human? Mm, yeah. What's it like to be super intelligent? Mm. What's it like to pilot multiple bodies at a time? Mm. 
you know, that, that one actually was based on my experience of trying to play this game as two characters at the same time. With, with, with your, yeah. your, your daughter's well, you, account? Well, yeah. well, initially your brain can't handle all the information coming in from two monitors. Yeah. And eventually it rewires itself and your hands learn uh, how to do that this. That is interesting yeah. ideas that you yeah. put on your stories. I think, I think page six of Universe Gun covers that. Mm. Princess Antora splitting in two for the first time and freaking out. Okay. That you know everything looks like two points of view. So so everything so everything that you do for your universe, universe gun is is part of everyday life that you makes it interesting. A little bit. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Because you know I, I have other comic friends, comic writers who do autobiographical comics, mm -hmm. and they've sort of seen it as two separate camps in some ways. And I've been like, no, my comics are autobiographical now. Uh. You know, just in a one step removed from direct autobiography. That's impressive. Kind of, yeah, it's um, something that I I've never heard from other creators. Right. It, well, yeah. well, actually, I, I heard this the other day from Grant Morrison, mm -hmm. an interview he did, mm -hmm. when he was talking about, um, you know, his writing. He said, "It's all just real life." Yeah. You know, the best way to feed your brain for writing is just go out and experience real and, life and and entertain yeah. the, the the audience with, yeah. with with their stories. With you know, what, how yeah. do you do it with your with your comic mm -hmm. book? So yeah. yeah. So you know, I've I've, I've never. I've never wanted to be a solely be a comic book writer. Mm -hmm. I think that would be a horrible lifestyle where you just sort of disappear into yourself. Yep. Um, I'd much prefer having a day job mm -hmm. where you have to go outside, you have to meet people, you yes. have to interact with the world still and be yeah, a part of Yeah, instead of being isolated. Yeah. yeah, and then come home and turn that into... An idea. Into weird psychedelic gold. <laughs> yeah. Weird psychedelic gold. <laughs> So yeah. so what's what's next after universe uh, well you're wrapping up to this yeah, so the top chapter wrapping up universe gun then yeah. then the one off Heliana which yeah. is going to be a war story like I said mm. um, and I've always thought about that one I want to have really good art mm. for that so I want to take my time and practice a few different sort of art techniques you there. mentioned that you want to collaborate with with a uh, fellow artist yeah yeah do you do you, besides that person uh, yeah so I've got uh, Darren uh, Fisher who I'm already uh, working uh, with okay. Possible looking at Sandy Gonzaga to work yeah. with him. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm, so, I'm sort of open to collaborators in that way, but unfortunately, it's all contingent on me actually writing the bloody stories, which I haven't done for Sandy yet. Well, um, well I, hope, I hope things work out yes. for you. And yeah. I'm looking forward. To you know, it. at, at some point, I'm going to do another 24-hour comic. Mm -hmm. Still haven't got my storyline ideas worked out for that one yeah. yet. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, this is actually a point I'd like to make about being a writer-artist. People always assume the artwork's the time-consuming stuff. Yep. Mm -hmm. Writing text just as long as the artwork does. It's the same thing. Yeah, you, you, you have ideas. And you think, you know, I'm riding a bike to work. Yeah, this is great. I write this comic where this happens. Then you sit down to actually write a script. Mm -hmm. And you realize, oh my god, I've got to make this coherent. And it's got to make sense. And these events mm -hmm. have to follow one after the other. Mm -hmm. And you have to kind of beat it into shape. Mm. You have to do a bit of research into whatever, you know, like with, with the one I'm doing with Darren Fisher, it's got Azteca gods in it. Mm. And I had to do quite a bit of research and reading around that, really, okay. just to make it feel right. Yeah, because, kind of. you know, you, you're, yeah. You're, you're also entertaining people and giving them yeah. the idea of what's yeah. so important about yeah. it. Because writing is really challenging. Yeah, yeah. As myself, as a, a blogger, it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's before it was difficult for me when I was starting. Yep. And, and 
trying to convey yourself and mm-hmm. through the to to the experience that you have, yeah. it's really difficult. Well, yeah, if, yeah. I mean, I mean, writing blogs, which we've done yeah. a bit of at various points, writing about my art process, writing about comics, writing yeah. about my characters yeah. and so on. It takes time. Yeah. It always takes way more time yeah. than you think. Yeah, you just like oh. I know what I'm talking about. I'll sit down and yeah, it takes a process. Slow from my hands, but yep. yeah, it's um, yeah, it takes a lot of editing and massaging it into shape. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. after Helion and all that, all these yeah. upcoming projects, what what's next for Doc Mike? Well, okay. So I've I've got various comic ideas. The other thing I'm working on at the moment is I'm going back to computer games mm-hmm. and working on a like a definitive role-playing game system to end all role-playing game systems <laughs> in Unity, RPG rules. RPG, um, it, yeah. rules, yeah. Um, and I've been working on that for about a year now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's sort of related to the work I do as a teacher of game programming and yep. so on. Um, and I'm thinking of launching that probably the end of this year, around about the time Universe Gun finishes. So the, if that goes well, the next year I may find I'm spending all my time doing that rather mm-hmm. than doing comic stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I've unfortunately landed myself with two bullshit time-consuming hobbies here. Um, don't, don't spread yourself yeah, too thin, yeah. Doc. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, you know, that's going to be a game system for other people to take and build their own games mm-hmm. with. I don't want to make a fully-fledged game. Or oh, do I? Or oh, do I? I actually put together a graphics pipeline the other day which looks like Universe Gun Comic mm. which is set flat color cell shaded mm. and so on and realized I could make a Universe Gun game couldn't I oh god do I really want to you know that sounds like a hell of a lot of work as much work as making well, a comic if not more it will so. take a lot of time yeah. and you need a lot but, of help for that you know that, that's <clears throat> that's my specialty area yeah. really I'm a games programmer I can do these things. I, so did, you, I did it with Freedom Force. Mm. That was all non-commercial work. Mm. You know, possibly this this is something I could do, making a game and actually get it to a commercially viable product. And so try and get so a real you, you expand there. further with Universe Gone with yeah. the games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was it was a lovely thought, really, where I was putting mm. some of the characters into this game. It was like, I own a virtual universe. Mm. Hmm. I own a virtual universe, don't I? I don't need to worry about copyright of these characters from the comics yeah. that I'm putting into the game. So I wrote the comics, <laughs> you know. Well, um, when you start something, yeah. it's, um, it expands yeah. and goes further yep. with, 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 yeah. with your cult following now, yeah, with, yeah. with that. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll see how all that goes. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, Doc Mike, for, yeah, for no, that. Yeah, worries, Mark. Absolute pleasure. Yeah, it's, it's great that, you know, you, you share your... I pick your brain today and just start with, with these things and yeah. and it gives me an idea how the how impressive your your world is with I thought it's just you know just a twelve part story and then yeah. they expands it further mm-hmm. and twelve well, part story gonna be you know there'll be twenty comics twenty four comics set in this universe by the time I've done my next two series plus a computer game yeah it's gonna yeah. be massive yeah. so it's it's all <laughs> in one universe even the games right even the games for now yeah yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, good luck, and we hope to see more of that. All right. Until Thank then. you, Paul. Bye-bye. <laughs>